My name is John and it is such a privilege to be able to share just a few thoughts with you today. 2020, wow, what a year. We will never forget the year 2020. Our children's children will one day have this year in their history textbooks and we are living through it as we speak. You know, as I get older, my memory tends to get a little bit foggier But there are some moments that are so etched into my mind where I can say, I was there when this happened or that happened. I remember exactly where I was when 9-11 happened. I remember exactly where I was when the news reported that Princess Diana had died. We have all memories like these. And I'm sure for many of you, like me, we have had moments this year that quite honestly we have been marked by, that we have been even scarred by. Can you believe it was about this time last year where it was announced that there was this virus and three months later the whole world was shut down in a global pandemic. The whole world at war with an invisible enemy. 65 million cases. We ourselves had it as a family and sadly many, many have passed away. The cost of the global economy is 22 trillion pounds. But statistics don't really convey the trauma many have felt this year. I remember doing a socially distanced funeral for a baby this year and something like that just marks you. I think Charles Dickens sums up this year right in his book, A Tale of Two Cities. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom, it was the age of foolishness, it was the epoch of belief, it was the epoch of incredulity, it was the season of light, it was the season of darkness, it was the spring of hope, it was the winter of despair. And, you know, it really has been a time like this, a tale of two stories, if you like. I'm sure, like us, you have experienced grief and loss and uncertainty and anxiety, moments of despair, moments of darkness, but also moments where this year has been that unwanted gift, if you like. Some of us have rediscovered the simplicity of life, not to rush around, what it means to be thankful once again, a new baseline to what blessing really looks like in the basics of life. Togetherness and neighboring and that community spirit. As a church, we've been able to use this time to express compassion and mercy into our city. Seeing lives change that you've seen, just witnessed a few of those stories today on that video. Many have discovered faith and prayer and have found true meaning in the midst of crisis. I wonder who or what you have turned to and looked in to help you this year. The BBC ran an article recently on what people turned to to help them this year, really for comfort and nostalgia, using Google Trends. And you had people looking up recipes from bread to Wagamama's katsu curry recipes to how do I do IKEA meatballs at home to nostalgic TV programs. What struck me the most was when people were searching 
a certain word followed by a series of questions. The word was when. In the middle of this situation that's affected all of us, when will lockdown end? When will gyms reopen? When does lockdown start? When will schools reopen? When does furlough end? When will pubs reopen? When does Eat Out to Help Out end? When will the new president be announced? When will the hairdressers open? And I think that word, when, really sums up much of our conversation, I suspect, this year, because contained in that simple word is really a question about hope. When will this be over? When can we do this again or that again? When will there be a vaccine? I want you to remember that moment recently when you heard on the news that a vaccine had been found and they're going to be rolling out. That sense of relief and hope began to emerge again. There's light at the end of the tunnel and we contrast that with the news yesterday about tier four reducing the Christmas holiday, a real sense of disappointment. When's the next announcement going to be? When, when, when? We're just waiting for our whens to be answered. I think for many of us, what is contained in that question is a longing in the heart of every human soul to have hope again, to be free from fear again, to live again, just to have some good news again. When will there be some peace, some joy, some normality? We, we want some assurances and we want something to look forward to. This question grips the human soul. When will things be okay again? When will things be made right? In the Gospel of Matthew, it says this, the people living in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. A light has dawned, despite the darkness. So even the threat and the shadow of darkness comes a light. And that light is the incredible, beautiful story of Christmas. Friends, this is the life-changing message of Christmas that maybe we didn't have ears to hear previously, but now we do. That no matter what life throws at us, no matter what season or time of life we find ourselves in, no matter how many questions of when we have right now, no matter how dark the night, in Jesus, light has come. And we do not need to ever be afraid again. My family and I have spent many weeks in isolation this year. And one of the things you get nervous about is when people come to the door. And so we've spoken to many through the door, through the window, left written messages on the frame of the door for people. We've not wanted to let anyone in because, of course, we're in isolation. But right where you are, I want you to imagine a knock at your door. It's locked down. Maybe you're not well. And you answer it, or maybe you just answer through the letterbox. And there is God himself And in the midst of this crazy year, he tells you this, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. 365 times it says that in the Bible. One for each day of the year. It's the most common promise. It's the one message God wants you to know. Do not be afraid. And this is what God wants to say to you this Christmas time. He wants to come 
to the door of your house and your heart and your life and your family and he's wanting to be welcomed in. He's wanting to be invited in, into the chaos, into the mess, into the pain, into the isolation that you feel. And he wants to say this, you don't have to be afraid anymore. It's one thing when a politician says that. But when God, the creator of the universe who knows all things, says it, it is completely different. We've kept everyone, haven't we, at a two-meter distance this year and God himself wants to be with us he doesn't want to be kept two meters away he wants to come close the opening line to band-aids do they know it's Christmas in 1984 was sung by Paul Young it's Christmas time there's no need to be afraid many people may find it hard to sing these lines especially in 2020 But this is the message of Christmas. This is the news that the angels announced to the shepherds on that first Christmas night. They said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. This year, there is probably a longer list than ever of things that we feel afraid about or worried about. The well-being of loved ones, isolation, loss of comforting traditions, the insecurity of employment, money being short, this pandemic has magnified and intensified our anxiety. But this Christmas story is no sentimental fairy tale. Hope is born, but it comes in the midst of suffering. 2,000 years ago, in the midst of scandal, stigma, political violence and fear, God enters a world of pain and brokenness and overcomes it with his hope and love. One of my more interesting Christmas presents many years ago was a video cassette, a blank video cassette. Family were gathered, felt it, thought this is probably a video, but it was a blank video cassette tape. And of course it was incredible at the time, I got to record a few of my favorite programs and films, but obviously I've not used one of those for many, many years. Now, unlike Christmas gifts we received several years ago that have now become obsolete, Jesus is always current. He's always new. He never changes. He's the same today to those who trust him as Savior as he was to those who trusted him 2,000 years ago. And today, he's alive, he's real, and he wants to come into your life. So will you let him do that? today at this Christmas time. In 1934, several newspapers carried the story of the heir to the throne, Prince Edward, who was visiting hospitals for crippled World War I veterans. Told there were 36 resident patients, he went along the bed, shaking hands, stopping to speak tenderly to each veteran. When he finished, he was ushered to the exit, but paused. You said there were 36 patients. I've only seen 29. The head nurse explained that the other seven were so physically and facially disfigured that it was felt best not to upset the young prince by making him endure seeing them. But the prince insisted and was led to the others, whereupon he greeted them and thanked them individually for their service. Then he asked the ward sister again, I've seen six, but where, where's the seventh? 
Embarrassed, the prince was told the remaining chap was blinded and so disfigured by combat wounds as to be almost beyond human recognition. He was in solitary confinement, a room on his own, and would remain there until he died. The nurse begged, please do not ask to see him. But the prince insisted. The nurse reluctantly led him into the private room, and the prince, with ashen face, drawn lips, stared down at the horror that was once a soldier. Then breaking into tears, he bent over and he kissed the broken hero. No one was left out of the royal's attention and affection. God, in Jesus Christ, stopped, stooped even lower when he came and kissed a broken, sinful world, and he did it for each and every single one of us. And right now, he's standing at the door of your heart, knocking, and he wants to be welcomed in. Maybe you're watching this, and you've never asked Jesus into your life. Maybe you've done it before, but you've wandered away from God. This is a moment where you can ask the God of the universe to come in. But here's what you need to know. The message this Christmas is God became a baby. And this baby grew up, lived among us, died on a cross for all our sin and mess and mistakes. And he offers us himself peace with God and others. And he rose again, affirmed that all he said was true. And the sting of death has been removed. We do not need to fear death anymore. And we can be with God forever. This life, you see, will be here and gone before we know it. You don't have to be asking when anymore. But as you invite this Jesus into your life, all that your heart has longed for will be met in Jesus. You can have that peace that you've longed for, that joy and that comfort like no other. So if you want to invite Jesus into your life, right where you are, we're just going to say a prayer right now. So I want to encourage you, if you're on your own or with your family, this is between you and God. I did this 30 years ago, and it changed my life forever. Turned my life upside down. Jesus has satisfied the longing, the hunger, the thirst for meaning in my life. His presence is like no other. I look at my life and I realize I need a savior. I need hope. I need this Jesus. And all that's happened this year has just amplified all of that. I view life differently, different perspective because of our circumstances. Right now, I need God. You need God. And so let us pray as he knocks at the door of your heart. God, I want to know you. God, I want to see you. God, I need to hear you. I have been searching. I have been longing. My heart is empty. God, I thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for sending Jesus to come, to live among us, to die on that cross for my sin, 
thank you that you said, I don't need to be afraid anymore. This Christmas, I welcome you in. I open that front door of my home, of my heart, of my life, of my soul, and I welcome you in. And I say, Jesus Christ, you can have it all. Make your home in me. Forgive me of my sin. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I want a fresh start. And for every single person who's prayed that for the first time, second time or hundredth time, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come and you just minister in the midst of this Christmas season your beautiful, beautiful peace, your heart, your vision, your purpose, your life, your love, your mercy, your compassion, your tenderness, and your nearness right now to every single heart. Come close. Emmanuel, Christ with us. Amen.